0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe.
1: Two-man rush. Daniels wants to throw. He's being chased by... Cedric Johnson now steps back to the left. Throws toward the back of the end zone. The pass is going to be deflected and incomplete. It's there over. is no flag. Ole Miss it's over. has won over LSU 55-49. Wow, what, what a, a, game. a game. What a game. And they're pouring onto the field. We'll pay the fine.
0: Yes, sir. The following is a presentation of the Believe Podcast Network. Hey! Time for the Believe in Ole Miss podcast with your host Brad Logan. Your home for Ole Miss sports. To be a part of the show, email the show at Brad Logan at loganmedianetwork dot com or shoot him a DM on Twitter at Brad Logan c o t e. Download the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. Please subscribe, rate, and leave a review online. And now, from the vault to the pavilion to Swayze Field, it's all Ole
2: Miss all the time. Here's your host, Brad Logan. Hey, welcome into the Believe in Ole Miss podcast, a part of the Believe Network, and oh, what a night in Oxford. Ole Miss wins 55-49 to over LSU. We'll get to Arkansas in just a moment. Just to put a bow on this LSU game, Ole Miss now 4-1 and one overall, 1-1 one and one in the conference after beating a really good – LSU team, specifically on offense. Jane Daniels had a huge day. And you won't find better receivers than Malik Neighbors and Brian Thomas Jr. It was a huge, huge game for Ole Miss. Finishing up with 317 yards on the ground, 389 yards through the air, 706 yards of total offense. Unbelievable. And Jackson Dart, he wasn't sacked once. Not once. The offensive line got the memo. They heard everyone loud and clear that there were struggles, that they weren't playing very well, and Ole Miss went to work. And I don't think that we – I say we, I mean a lot of us, and some of you may be listening, but understood just how big of a week of practice it was and how well Ole Miss played. Nonetheless, she was indicative of how well they practiced the week before. Jackson Dart leading this team once again. 26-39 of 39 through the air, 389 yards, four touchdowns, no interceptions. Ole Miss didn't turn the ball over. They dominated, not dominated, but they controlled the line of scrimmage for the most part. Maybe not defensively, but offensively they did. And did not turn the ball over. Quinchon Jukkins, 177 on the ground. Big day. Ulysses Bentley, 90 yards on the ground, had a touchdown. And then Jackson Dart, those, it's a three-headed monster on the ground. And Ole Miss finally ran the ball successfully. They finally did what we had been waiting on them to do all year long. And through the air, we talked about Dart, how well he played. How good is it to have Trey Harris back? Eight catches, 153 yards, and a touchdown. Jordan Watkins, Dayton Wade, my goodness. Watkins with five catches, Dayton Wade with seven. Just just. Third down conversion after third down conversion. But the the key in all this, pre-scoring, three catches, 41 yards. That's not the huge, huge component here. It's how well he has been blocking to open up that running game. He looks like he's good to go. Got so many players back off injury. Trey Harris, Prescorn, phew, it was a big day for Ole Miss. They beat LSU. The special season is still there for the taking. It's still there. Now, there's a big test coming up with, with Arkansas. There's tests coming up with A&M in a couple of weeks, Auburn. But Ole Miss is right there. It's there for the taking. And we appreciate you being along for the ride. We've done it a lot and had videos after the game, and that stuff has been going really well, and we appreciate it. We have the Red and Blue Crew podcast that I do with David Johnson from 247 Sports. That's doing really well. Uh, that had record numbers after the game on Saturday. Expect everything to continue to grow, and we could not do it without you. We couldn't do it without our sponsors, of course, Debbie Johnson. is our real estate agent here on the Believe in O Miss podcast. She can be your real estate agent today, 662-669-0090, as you continue to keep Debbie and her family and, and, and your thoughts and prayers as uh, she's do, going through some family health issues. So we continue to think about you, Debbie. Thank you for sponsoring the show. Bet online, the fastest It's easiest way to bet on your favorite sports. Bet online. Where the game starts, believe is that promo code. That's going to save you 50% on your welcome bonus, your very first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Our good friends at The Rogue in Jackson, right off of I 55. Luke and the crew do a wonderful job where there's game day, a wedding, church, going out on the night of the town. They've got you covered at The Rogue, your spot. In Jackson for great clothes. You can go online to theroad.com. They do wonderful, wonderful work. You can ship it right to you. Ship it right to your front door. College Corner Store, right there on the left, off of Sisk Avenue, right across from the elementary school, past the Wendy's on the left. Oxford Commons Shopping Center. Get that perfect red or blue, depending on what section you're in. Remember, stripe the vault on Saturday. You can go to Brad Logan C O T E. That's the Twitter slash X account. There's a map there that can uh, show you exactly where you sit. Or you go to stripethevault.com. Buy tickets there and to see where you're supposed to sit. Or, I'm sorry, what you're supposed to wear, what your color is. But grateful for our sponsorships as chugging along, four and one. And you hate to say must win because, my goodness, people say it all the time. It was a must win against LSU. Because you lose LSU, then you're talking about insert your condiment bowl here. They didn't do it. They won. And they did so because of so many cogs in the wheel. Not to mention Quinchon Judkins. Not to mention Jackson Dart. And not to mention a defense that stepped up when they had to. It all started with Quinchon Judkins. Thanks to Dan Korch, by the way, a producer with Learfield, who is so kind to provide the highlights provided by Learfield and IMG College. Voice of the Rebels, David Kellum, along with Harry Harrison and sideline reporter, John Darnell, pre- and post-game host, Brett Norsworthy, and Gary Darby. We appreciate you all. It's Quincy on Junkin starting this wild one off, 7 to nothing.
1: Going for it. Can they do it? Mid-South Ag Equipment sponsors our fourth down attempts. So far in the year, the Rebels are 8-10, 80%. There's the snap. Dart wants to throw it in the end zone. We'll lob it over there. He got Judkins for the touchdown. He faked the throw to him in a swing route. He was being guarded over there in the corner, and then the DB gave up on him.
2: Ulysses Bentley had a huge game. We, we talked about it. Over 10 yards of carry. He was one of the main reasons that Ole Miss played so well and was able to run the football. He ran like a man possessed. We haven't seen him this healthy in, well, in his entire career at Ole Miss. He had a heck of a game. Here's Bentley's touchdown.
1: At the 44, so that was a seven-yard gain, second and three. And here's the handoff to Bentley who's in the game. He's got the first down at the middle of the 40. He's headed to the far side of the 20. He's gone! Touchdown, Ole Miss! And the Rebels are up 13 to nothing with four minutes to go in a quarter. What an explosive drive right after the Rebel defense forced the turnover.
2: And the one that David was referencing, it was a huge hit by the Ole Miss defense, forced a fumble, and Ole Miss goes up 14 to nothing. And also one of those receivers that's been huge this year is Jordan Watkins. The transfer out of Louisville has had a career year so far, and it's early. But he has played so well, and he puts Ole Miss up 21 to seven. First,
1: Quick snap, fakes to Judkins, over the middle. He's got his man, Watkins caught. He's running down the middle of the field. The 30, the 25, the 20, 15, 10, 5 touchdown oh Miss! jordan watkins split defenders
2: caught it and they say go north and south he went north
1: into the end zone for the td and
2: when i say get lost in the secondary That's what Dayton Wade did to put Ole Miss up 28-14. He was running all by himself and scores from 15 yards out.
1: timing there. There's the snap. Dart wants to throw. Swings it near side. He's got his man walking into the end zone for a touchdown. It's number 19, Dayton Wade. Ran a crossing route all the way across the field. Nobody picked him up.
2: After Ole Miss would uh, eventually give up a good many points to LSU, here comes Quinshawn Juckins from 11 yards out to cut the lead 42 to 40, LSU.
1: And now we'll turn and tell his offense something. The Rebels have slowed it down a little bit. Wade comes wide right with pre scoring, the tight end, in a slot. Here comes the blitz. A handoff to Judkins running right. He's got some blockers. He's at the five. He's at the one. He powers to the end zone. Touchdown, Ole Miss.
2: And in what is the biggest drive of Lane Kiffin's career at Ole Miss? The, the Rebels trailed 49 to 40. It didn't look good. And Ole Miss put together the biggest drive of the season and of Lane Kiffin's career. Finished off by Jackson Dart's one-yard touchdown run to cut the lead to 49-47 to 47 deep into the fourth quarter.
1: From the one-yard line, there's the snap. Quarterback sneak by Dart, and he – oh, there's a flag in the end zone. Two flags in the end zone. He gets across and scores. I think LSU had too many players once again. Yeah. It's a right there.
2: And how about that Ole Miss defense? Forces LSU to go for and out, forces a punt, and then here comes Trey Harris with under a minute to go. 55-49. Ole Miss would score and eventually win the game. Here is the touchdown to Harris.
1: At the 13-yard line, the Rebels with 46 seconds left in the game. Pitch near side to Harris. Fakes left, goes right, breaks in the clear. He's in the end zone. Touchdown. Oh miss.
0: Great catch again by Trey Harrison, even a better run. The Rebels get it in the end zone. 39 seconds to go in the contest.
2: And, of course, you know the rest. David Kellum with a great call. The final play, Dejon Anthony knocks the ball away, and Ole Miss wins in epic fashion 55-49.
1: There's the snap. Two-man rush. Daniels wants to throw. He's being chased by... Cedric Johnson now steps back to the left, throws toward the back of the end zone. the pass, is going to be deflected and incomplete. It's there over. There is no flag. Ole Miss it's over. has won over LSU 55-49.
2: to And that pretty much says it all. It is a rivalry that dates back to before I can even remember. And it's a game to where Ole Miss always plays LSU close at home. And it means so much to a lot of the older generation – because of the days of the 1950s and Johnny Vaught in the 1960s. And, of course, Archie Manning. And now it means so much to the other generation, the the younger folks, because of what happens back in the 2000s and the 2010s and now in the 2020s. It's a rivalry that's great. And it's great for college football. It's great for the Southeastern Conference. And Ole Miss wins in Oxford. And now you've got to turn the page. What's next? Well, it's Arkansas. We've got Terry Talmage. Coming up, she's with Hogs Plus. She's been with the SEC Network. She's been with uh, Peak Trail Nation as well. She's all things Arkansas. And she'll tell us all about what's going on with Sam Pittman, with Dan Enos, the offensive coordinator, and what we can expect with K.J. Jefferson coming home. One more time, along with Rocket Sanders, is he healthy? And who is he going to throw it to? There's no more trailing birds. Who's going to step up at wide receiver? We'll get all that from Terry coming up. Once again, thank you so much for being part of the Believe in Ole Miss podcast. It's, a, it's been great. It really has. We appreciate the partnerships that we have. We appreciate our sponsors. And we appreciate you, the listener. Thanks for all the feedback. You know, folks direct message me all the time. and it's, Sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad. But I appreciate the constructive criticism, too. We've learned from all walks of life. I mean, we, we, we've learned from everything. And thanks for that communication. And thanks for listening, and thanks for telling a friend. The numbers have been really good, and we, we could not be happier with how things are going. Ole Miss and Arkansas, 630 on the SEC Network. Here's Tara Talmage with Hawks Plus. Right after this, we'll take a timeout. Be back on the Believe in Ole Miss podcast, part of the Believe Network. but online where the game starts. Today's show is brought to you in part by Realtor Debbie Aldison Johnson. If you're looking for a spot in the Oxford area or quite frankly anywhere in Mississippi that is your go-to. Remember real estate industry since 2003 looking for that special ag property maybe a recreational property, maybe a commercial real estate property or a new home. Uh, Debbie does a great job and can be your real estate agent today. Just contact her directly at 662-234-5555. Of course, that's a member of the Kessinger Real Estate family. Kessinger KessingerRealEstate.com, and Debbie has been with them for quite a few years. If you need to get her directly, just dial her cell phone at 662 689 0090. Remember, your go to for real estate, whether it be commercial, farm, or maybe you need that home. Maybe you need that second home in Oxford. You're looking maybe to relocate to Oxford. Part of the real estate family, the Kessinger Real Estate Family. Debbie Johnson, your realtor. 662 234 5555 or call her cell phone at 662 689 0090. Debbie Johnson, proud sponsor here on the Believe in Omas podcast. Hi, this is Brad Logan. The Grove Collective's mission is to support, elevate, and protect the well-being of all our student-athletes through a wide range of NIL opportunities and initiatives at Ole Miss. The collective was established to deliver a best-in-class NIL experience that is worthy of the student-athletes who give their all for Ole Miss. This consolidated and sustainable model provides premium access and experiences between our members, corporate partners, and our athletes. To support all Ole Miss athletes and their NIL platforms, visit thegrovecollective.com. That's the grovecollective.com join our team become a member today if you're looking for the perfect game day outfit for the grove look no further than the rogue in jackson live in oxford no problem go to the rogue.com and shop the collegiate section and there you'll find horn legend peter millar the best selection of rebel game day clothing celebrating 56 years of business and a sponsor of the grove collective when you're in jackson Go by the Rogue 4450 I-55 North in the capital city. An extensive collection of sports coats, suits, shirts from brands like Peter Millar, Tom Beckby, Brax, Jack Victor, Mark Digman, and others. And when you stop by the store in Jackson, that's where you'll see the best selection of Rebel Game Day clothing. That's the Rogue 4450 I-55 North in Jackson. Go by and tell them that you heard about it on the Believe It On his podcast. Brad Logan today, joined by Tara Talmage. And Tara, I've actually met her. And we're thanks for coming on, by the way.
3: Of course. You Thank were, you for having me. Yeah, yeah.
2: You were with the SEC network at that time. Now you've you've uh, moved on. You're at Hogs Plus, which is we'll get into that in a moment, how how big of a fan mm-hmm. I am of that. Prior to that, I wanted to talk to you about um Pig Trail Nation. Is a is that yeah. a branch of a a television station? Is that kind of what that was?
3: Yes. So next are is the company for the station and they wanted us to create kind of a joint sports department where we covered just the Razorbacks and so we used to be Razorback Nation and then we kind of formed into Pig Trail Nation yeah. and all we did was Razorbacks 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 no high school no anything else and it was a it was almost like its own little regional sports network which was really great
2: Yes great coverage to this day they still do great work but Hawks Plus I have just been blown away um, and, Thank you. And I, yeah. There was the show, and Ole Miss fans that are listening, you're like, "Look, I'm not an Arkansas fan. Why would I go to?" Home? Okay, <laughs> there's a great show about the. If you love college football, you love the '98 Razorbacks. The the yeah. everything that kind of goes into that se- that that season, and and the the guys and girls over at Hogs Plus did a great job chronicling the '98 season. Houston Nut uh, was a part of that, so it was so much fun to watch. And, and you guys have done fantastic work. You know, Ole Miss has a great video element to its it's university as well. It's cool to see Mm -hmm. you guys grow.
3: It's such a new world with this. And, uh, I love being a part of it. Having the opportunity to work on films like that resurgence film is what we called it, um, about Houston nut. It was such a cool opportunity to build something like that out and also show it to people who might not be familiar with what exactly happened that season. So, it's, it's been great I lot I love being a part of hogs plus if you haven't heard of us you will soon <laughs> yeah. um we we've been growing for you know very consistently so'm I'm, I'm excited to be a part of
2: it yeah that you guys do great work be sure and follow her on Twitter slash X at Tara Talmage and she does a great job covering the hogs and and speaking of the hogs it's a mm-hmm. big one on Saturday I know it's a big one in Fayetteville the hogs losing three in a row but here's the deal Really good BYU team, 38-31. We don't know how good LSU is, but it was in Baton Rouge, 34-31. Texas A&M in Arlington, which, you know, we've already talked about that game. We hate it in Arlington. It's coming back to campus. A&M does what A&M does, 34-22. But, but Tara, that game was there for the taking. Take us through the last game against A&M because it feels like Arkansas kind of let one get away. Maybe let one get away the last three weeks.
3: Absolutely. Um, I mean, the A&M game has always been one where some weird things happen, some crazy stuff always goes down in that game. And it just really seemed like A&M did a number of things to lose that game. You had missed field goals, you had the pick six, you had other things happen during that game that Arkansas could have taken advantage of. And unfortunately, they just didn't. And not to mention, I mean... <laughs> The Aggies' defense was just stout. They were putting so much pressure on KJ Jefferson in that run game that it was just hard for them to do anything. I think they had they rushed the ball 39 times for a total of 42 yards. That's it in the whole game. They averaged like 1.1 yard per carry against Texas A&M. That is a real problem for Arkansas, a team that just really prides themselves on being able to run the ball. And so they're going to have to get creative as they go forward in the schedule.
2: Everybody's kind of looking at the rushing attack. I mean,
3: mm-hmm.
2: with Rocket Sanders back, um, you got Rashad Dubinian back there as well. But it's pretty much Rocket and KJ. Yeah. Do you think the key, and we'll get into the the, the keys for Arkansas to beat Ole Miss, aside from the crazy yeah. series that it's been. But let's start by where's KJ right now mentally? How is Rocket doing health-wise? Because I think that's ta- that's Arkansas's recipe to beat Ole Miss is to pound the football like they've done the last three years with KJ.
3: Yeah, and so with Rocket, you almost hope that he wasn't completely full go when he came back against Texas A&M. Maybe this week has given him some time to get even better and get back to 100% for this game. Because like you mentioned, I mean, the, the Arkansas team basically – they, they are a run-first offense, in my opinion. That's what they – or at least that's what they, they have done in the yeah. past. And so um, it's hard when your offensive line is struggling, and, and it is this year. And so when you have a coach like Sam Pittman, who is an offensive line guy, I know he is very upset about that. I know he is concerned. The good thing is you have KJ back there. So even if Rocket isn't in the game, you're never empty. I mean, KJ is, is a – extremely talented player, one of the best dual threat quarterbacks in the conference. And I think that having him back there, he's already trying to, you know, kind of put the team on his back with the way that the past couple of games have gone, but things are starting to kind of pile up for Arkansas and he can only do so much. I know that his mind is in the right place and he's, especially against this all Miss team, that's kind of a personal game for him. So he's ready to go in there and, and you know have a great game we'll see if it pays off and how it plays out
2: going through the air and we you know kj jefferson did not have a good game throwing against a right. but when he goes to the air we've seen andrew armstrong luke Haas, mm-hmm. isaac t slay is there anyone that can take the top off a defense and is a vertical threat you know he does not have burks that he had last year right. is there anybody that's kind of stepped in
3: that's kind of the hard part with this offense for Arkansas. You know, you have the guys that you mentioned, they can block, they can catch, but I'm just not sure that I'd call any of them dynamic playmakers, really. You don't have a guy like Traylon Burks this year. You don't have, you know, a big-name guy who can really stretch the field for you. So it's good to have guys. It, it's a, it's unfortunate when you lose a guy like Luke Has, who – broke his collarbone against Texas A&M. He was one of the top receivers for this Razorbacks offense. And so without him, now you've got Nathan Bax and Barkee Gums, who have combined for, I think it's literally one catch all season. <laughs> so you need some guys to really step up if you're going to have an opportunity to take down a team like Ole Miss.
2: If, if Rocket does come back and, and he's 100%, he he's full go, is there an opportunity that A.J. Green slides out maybe in the slot or we could see him at receiver more?
3: There's a potential for it. Um, I, You know, I wouldn't be surprised just for the fact that I think at this point, Dan Dinos is is going to have to try some things that we haven't seen yet. And he's going to have to try some things that people won't expect. And so maybe that happens, but I'm not, I'm not completely sure. So – like I said, they're going to have to get creative. Yeah,
2: and, and the tight end position is one that Arkansas has always been strong in. And, and the loss mm-hmm. of Haas, uh, you yeah. talked about the broken collarbone. Who's who's the number two? And, and is that a position to where they're just going to abandon the tight end and, and bring another slot receiver in? Or do you think there's a tight end that could come in and, and maybe fill in for Haas for the remainder of the year? You
3: know, like I think Nathan Bax is the is the new go-to guy at tight end. but. It's just they don't have a guy at tight end who can really separate himself from from the rest of the pack right now outside of Blue Cos. And so when you don't have that, you know, when, when Dan Enos came in, Arkansas was excited. We were like, man, we're going to get some tight end action. This is going to be a fun season. And now when you don't have that talent there, you don't have those guys who can really step up. He's going to have to adjust. And so I don't see someone – being as productive at tight end as Luke
2: was. We heard from Sam Pittman this week at the press conference, and I know the listeners may not have heard it, but I know you did. And and the one thing mm-hmm. that I took away from that was it didn't sound like the normal Sam Pittman. It's obvious that there are concerns and mm-hmm. maybe outside concerns as well, and we may address that in a moment. But I think more importantly coach Pittman didn't sound like himself and he did make the comment that there could possibly be some changes across that offensive front bro Limmer yeah. along with brady latham those are two guys that have come back what's been the main problem with the offensive front over the last couple of games that he's thinking about making some changes
3: you know i think gosh bo Limmer is one of those guys who's been here for a while and And he has been good, but some of those snaps have just been so off. They've been on the ground. It's just not – something is not working on that offensive line. And like I said, when you have a guy like Sam Pittman who specializes in an offensive line, that is a real problem. And so maybe they do need to shake things up. Maybe they do need to swap some guys around because you have one of the best backfields, arguably, in the entire conference, and yet you can't use them. They're not getting – the offensive line is not making holes. They're not making – a route for these guys to get in through, and so you have to make some changes. And if if that's moving, you know, some of the younger players like Patrick Kutas or, or Devin Manuel, you know, maybe you do that, and we'll see if it helps out. Because at this point, they've got to do something because it's what they're doing right now is just not working.
2: The good news for Arkansas, they returned a couple of players across the defensive front. Uh, Trajan Jeffcoat, along with Eric Gregory in the defensive line, Landon Jackson Jr. is a guy, 6'4", 275, a really (laughs) good player. They've just given up a lot of points this year. And what do you think some some problems have been across not only that defensive front, but also linebacker play? All brand-new linebackers, Chris Paul, Antonio Greer, Al Wilcott, meaning those are guys that didn't start last year but have been kind of put in positions to – to, to maybe make some stops going forward.
3: Yeah, the the defense has just given up some really big plays this year multiple times, and so I don't really know exactly how to pinpoint the problem with it because Travis Williams is doing a great job as a defensive coordinator, in my opinion. He's he's got these guys aggressive. This is a, an opportunistic defense. I think they force turnovers it's it's really the fact that the offense can't turn those turnovers into points that, that is a real problem for the team right now. So it's funny you bring up Landon Jackson. He was always the talk of the preseason because of how much muscle he put on. <laughs> it was yeah. unreal. Um, and, and he's a beast. And so you have some good guys up front, which is great.
2: Yeah. It's interesting. You talk about offense, you know, scoring 31, 31, and 22, and all three of those mm-hmm. are losses. It's, uh, yeah. you know, you just just it's just it's kind of haven't had the breaks that you need to kind of win those games. Secondary, McLaughlin, Hudson Clark, Quincy McAdoo, Max Fletcher, all those guys return. So it's almost yeah. like you're looking for a bit of a, a merge between the transfers, the new starters, and then the returning starters, and it just hasn't clicked for Jackson yet.
3: It hasn't. And, and you know, with Dwight McLaughlin, you mentioned him. I don't even know if he's going to play this week against Ole Miss. He suffered a concussion last week. And so he's still a question mark really for this game. And he is a leader in that defense. And so without him kind of being one of the, one of the field generals out there for the defense, I'm curious to see how that's going to work.
2: This Arkansas team destroyed Ole Miss last year, 42 to 27. (laughs) And, the score is not indicative of how much of a beatdown that was. Now, yeah. that was also during the time to where Lane Kiffin was kind of flirting with Auburn and, and there were some yeah. some some things going on there. But, look, let's not take anything away from the fact that Rocket Sanders and K.J. Jefferson had their way against this Ole Miss defense. One would think that Sam Pippen, along with Dan Enos, would look at that tape and think, all we did was turn around and hand it to Rocket, and then we would let K.J. <laughs> kind of do what he wanted to. You know, I could go back to the year before when – Ole Miss wins that game when they knocked down a two point conversion and they beat Arkansas. Um, was that? Yeah, that was two years ago. I think yeah. that was two years ago. It's they two. Beat, Yeah, fifty two to fifty one. Yeah. So, what what's the key for Arkansas? Do you think on Saturday? Because I've seen this movie before. This is a crazy yeah. series, <laughs> and uh, this is an opportunity for I think KJ to come home one more time and to uh, to make his uh, yeah. stamp on Arkansas history. Yeah, this
3: is. Usually one of my favorite games on the schedule, because as of recent years, like you mentioned, it's just been kind of a shootout or it's just been a fun game between the two teams. I think that one of the biggest things that Arkansas will have to do is somehow try to (laughs) slow this game down because watching Ole Miss basically run two-minute drills every time they hit the field is, <laughs> is a little daunting. I mean, I, I read a stat that they snap the ball every 22 seconds. Right. So slowing the game down is going to be key for Arkansas in this game. But also, they have to be able – you know, Ole Miss is not an impenetrable defense. Arkansas will be able to throw the ball. It's really about if your receivers can make the plays, and if you can get the ground game going, you have to be able to get someone going, whether it's Rocket, whether it's A.J. Green, whether it's K.J. himself. Someone needs to be able to run the ball. And so maybe you have some design plays or some more design plays for K.J. so that he's not out there just scrambling the whole time. Those would probably be, I think, the biggest keys for Arkansas coming into this
2: one. Arkansas right now sitting at 2 and three, zero and 2 in the conference. Ole Miss on Saturday – and then, of course, it's at Alabama. After that, it really lightens up. Mississippi State at home, at Florida, who has not shown to be just a great team. You also host Auburn, who we've seen Auburn being uh, susceptible to being beaten FIU, and then Missouri at home. Tara, this thing could really spin quickly. If Arkansas can get a win against Ole Miss on the road, the remaining teams, and I'm going to throw in Alabama, is possibly beatable? It seems yep. to be a chance for Arkansas.
3: Absolutely. I mean, the SEC, especially the SEC West, is so weird this year that it's it's really anyone's game. And that's kind of the exciting part of what's happening in this conference. But I think for Arkansas specifically, if they were able to get a win in Oxford, it would shift a lot of people's thinking about what this team is and how they're going to finish out the season because this is such a tough stretch I mean what's new Arkansas has a tough schedule but when you're away and on the road against top talent over and over I think it's four weeks straight that can really mess with your head I think especially when you're just not winning so the team just they've got to stay close this is a really important game for them and for the fan base I don't think that people should count Arkansas out by any means though they are still a good team and they could make some things happen in Oxford this weekend it's just a matter of if they can put it all together because they haven't been able to so far this season
2: yeah the cliches are perfect here backs against the wall Uh, what Ole Miss team's going to show up the one that showed up at Alabama or the one that showed up last week against LSU and by the way I don't Mm -hmm. think that Ole Miss is good enough for this to be any type of trap game if anybody has has a history book on Ole Miss and, and Arkansas football. I mean, look no further. Two years ago, double OT. I think it was double. I don't remember. It was OT, and it was a it was, yeah. it was crazy. <laughs> and then you go back uh, to the Alex Collins keeping Ole Miss out of the SEC championship game. You go back to 2008, Houston Nutt returning to campus, and Ole Miss in full control. And then Arkansas gets a couple of onside kicks, and that game gets a little crazy down the stretch. You go back to 2012 when Ole Miss kicked a field goal in Little Rock to beat uh, Arkansas uh, when, when Hugh Freeze was at Ole Miss. I could go on and on. And <laughs> it's it, it's a fun series. I'm with you. It's one of my favorite games of the year because yes. you know what? I can promise you this. Everyone listening, Hog fan, Ole Miss fan, you're going to be entertained on Saturday.
3: Yeah, I got to call it, would you call this a rivalry game? Yes,
2: absolutely. I think it is. I would too. I think Ole Miss and Arkansas have been fighting for 100 years, and nobody will (laughs) use the R word. You know, we played this (laughs) thing in Fayetteville, Little Rock. We played it in Jackson. We played in Memphis Mm -hmm. in the 1990s. And, of course, we played in Oxford. And Ole Miss historically plays horrific in Fayetteville. And, uh, you know, that's not, you know, and Arkansas always plays Ole Miss good everywhere. And So, uh, mm-hmm. the line came out. It's, it opened at nine and a half. It immediately went to 11 and a half. And I'm like, wow, what is, I don't understand this. I don't know what Vegas knows. So, I'll be interested to see where the line is at kickoff. But I just, you know, look, history just proves that's just too many points. This game's going to get crazy, I think.
3: Yeah, uh, if you're if you're betting, probably pick the over. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah.
3: This, this yeah. could be a fun one. <laughs> it could be.
2: Tara Talmadge does a great job. She is uh, one of the hosts at Hogs Plus and has been following the Razorbacks for a number of years. You can follow her on Twitter slash X at Tara Talmadge. Tara, thank you for joining us today. I really appreciate it. Look forward to uh, talking with you soon.
3: Of course. Thank you so much for having me,
2: Brad. And thanks to Tara Talmage for joining us here on the Believe in Ole Miss podcast, a part of the Believe Network. She does great work over at Hogs Plus, and uh, I'm really excited to see what they do with this Ole Miss game because uh, the video department and the elements that they do from an audio and video standpoint are, are second to none. Very similar. I mean, Ole Miss has a great product as well. So it's really cool to see the different colleges and universities continue to adapt with the way we all do. I guess you could say embrace media and how we get our media, whether it be an audio or video perspective. So, Hogs Plus and uh, Tara Talmage does a great job over there. So, we appreciate her joining us. Thankful for our sponsorship with Bet Online. Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports contests and events with first to market odds in line. Use that promo code BLE, BLEAV to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your very first deposit at Bet Online where the game starts. Also, so grateful for our friends over at The Rogue in Jackson. uh, They've got you outfitted for everything you can imagine. Need a wedding, church, going out on the town, going to an Ole Miss game? Go by and see Luke at the Rogue. They do wonderful work. Also, uh, College Corner, Mississippi, down the road on Cisk Avenue on the left and the Oxford Commons, across from the elementary school. Appreciate them. Also, Debbie Johnson. Thankful for our sponsorship with Debbie and Game Day Shirt Club. Check them out along with University Traditions, too. Uh, Great – Mississippi organizations, and we're excited to be partnered up with them. It's Ole Miss and Arkansas coming up on Saturday. It's going to be a good one, 6.30 on the SEC Network. Tom Hart, Cole Kublick, and Alyssa Lang have the call. And for folks watching back at home, everything that uh, you can imagine happens in this Arkansas series. And if you're an Ole Miss fan, you hope it's not as crazy as it has been in the past. Look forward to you joining us on the uh, Red and Blue Crew podcast this week and also – Following the game, we've been having some great numbers. Also, the numbers for our Logan Media Network audio and video platforms on our social channels have just been phenomenal. Thank you very much for listening, and uh, thank you very much for telling a friend. It's a labor of love, and it's been a lot of fun. Look forward to talking with you down the road right here on the Believe It, On Miss podcast, a part of the Believe Network.
0: Listening to the Believe in Ole Miss podcast with your host, Brad Logan. Download the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. Please subscribe, rate, and leave a review online. Be sure and check us out on Twitter at Brad Logan, C O T E. And at Believe Podcasts, as well as Facebook, Brad Logan Media. From the Vaught, to the Pavilion, to Swayze Field, it's all Ole Miss, all the time. This has been the Believe and Ole Miss Podcast, a presentation of the Believe Podcast Network.